Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Midweek War! I am Mad Mike, and we are here to talk Impact Wrestling. And with me, as always, is the guy who suffers through this with me every week, the voice of Inspire Pro Wrestling, Eamon Payton. How are you? It's been a long night, and I love that we end this night with this fucking show. <laughs> oh, impact, 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 impact. I We're going to talk about it. Um, all right, Eamon, what's your one word for impact this week? Can that be the word? Just a deflated sound? <laughs> sure, we'll, we'll, we'll accept uh, deflated defeat. This show is um, very hard to watch. I, I think that's also spelled P F F F F F F T for those of you who might be doing a transcribing at home. Those of you playing the uh, uh, midweek war home game. <laughs> um, yeah, this here's a suggestion. If you're going to follow us and, and, and watch all four of these shows that we do every week, don't watch impact last. Oh no. Oh no, no, no. You got to watch impact. One of the first two shows you have to watch. You have to watch it first. Like it's, it, it's damaging. Yeah. Because the good thing about that too is if you watch Impact first, it'll make everything else seem better. So much better, right? Yeah. However, I was stupid this weekend. I watched Impact right after Aztec Warfare. Oh, like an idiot. Oh, yeah. Wrong decision. Wrong decision. If I had watched Impact on Tuesday night like I normally do, we would have been fine. But I had to wait until Wednesday, so I'm like, well, I'm obviously watching Lucha first. Yeah. Yeah. All right, uh, so my, my word for this week is um, na-na-na-na, na-na-na-na. Hey, hey. Goodbye, yes. Um, yeah. Okay, <laughs> because the, we are on the farewell tours, the less popularized farewell tours. Is it going to last as long as Kurt Angles? Fuck, nothing could last as long as Kurt Angles. Uh, the less popularized farewell tours of Eric Young and Bobby Roode, who are, conveniently enough, both champions in Impact Wrestling. Yep. So, guess what's going to be happening in the next month or so? I'm just guessing. I haven't read spoilers, but I'm assuming <laughs> that they're going to lose those belts. You can only, you can only hope. Hey, you never know. It is Impact. Fair enough. It is impact. All right, uh, so Eamon, what's your good for this week? My good for this week, and, and like literally, this is my only good for this show. Um, I just wrote Willow, yay! I'm, I'm I got so yeah. I got so happy when I saw Willow. Yeah, this is the second time that they because they did Willow last week too. Did they? I must have told yes. you this time. Yeah, because they had it. They had a segment where Eric Young said he saw Willow and no one else saw him. And I'm like, wait a minute. Eric Young just summoned Willow? Like, did I? And I rewound it and sure enough, motherfuckers walking in the background with his umbrella. Please don't let this be a side thing. Like, please let this actually, like, this be them bringing Willow back. Like, because... Uh, well, I, 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 I feel like Willow's going to be the one that gets rid of Eric Young from TNA for <laughs> Jesus Christ, I hope so. If, if, if he just talks about things... Uh, uh, 
to not what was even the line about um something something triangular whatever it was oh i don't even remember it was it's it's eric it oh, you know the line i'm talking about but yeah it's it's i want willow back so badly because i miss those times willow is the most interesting jeff hardy's ever been yeah <laughs> all right uh my, my good this week and I was going to give it to Ethan Carter turning to camera and saying fighting strength. But I'm not going to because we here on the midweek war, we are equal opportunity. And I want to give some love to someone who I'm pretty sure I've never said a positive thing about since his debut. And that will be Mahabali Shira. Oh, okay. <laughs> that will be Mahabali Shira because it was very little. It was a backstage segment where Grado was talking about planning his celebration for next week that he has a job again. And Shira asked if Odarg was invited. Bravo. I also Bravo. Really... Shira, that is the best thing you've done, Impact. Take a bow, walk away. You're done. <laughs> mm. I also really loved, and I, I'm, I don't know if you got this or anybody else listening probably even heard this and understood it, but uh, when Grado was excited about his party and he mentioned that he was inviting Phil and Scott from Chicago. Yeah, that was actually going to be my, my bad. <laughs> and how much would I laugh? How much would I laugh if CM Punk and Cole Cabana showed up in Impact? Like, <laughs> Yeah, that, that was going to be my... I'm like, didn't that motherfucker just reference CM Punk and Cole Cabana? <laughs> Well, the thing is, because the reason he said it is because Colt's kind of the one that put him on the map. Yeah. But, like, fuck, like, no way that's happening. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's like when um, Tigre Uno, remember him? (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. Yeah. Is there even an X Division anymore? No, there isn't. Okay, um, so, Eamon, what's your bad this weekend impact? Um, my bad for this week. Uh, uh, tag teams were forming for no reason. <laughs> or reforming for, for no the reason. second time now. There was a match on the show that involved two teams that at one point or another have reformed for no reason. The, mm-hmm. Obviously, the first one's talking about beer money. Literally reformed because James Storm was like, let's team again. And Bobby Roode was like, okay. James Storm was like, hey, NXT is not paying me any money. But you'll be here forever, right, Bobby? And Bobby's like, sure. Sorry about your damn choices. Jesus. Um, And then the other one. Because the bromans are back together. For no reason. Like, I love the bromans. But I would love to see a story about them getting back together. Especially, just... especially when Jesse. Oh, actually, because they had to be former tag champs, right? Yeah, I, I one they they're like, oh, there's this their open challenge when they're, but they were very vague. Like they never explicitly, they didn't say it until like Robbie and Jesse came out. Like they did, they did have a backstage bit. Like, um, who could possibly come out though? Yeah, no, and, and yeah, like they did that, but like the announcers never said like that there was there's an open challenge that's about to happen where it was all former tag team champions. Like, and and it's 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 more of like on the announcers being very poor this episode, which I'll get to later. 
But um, yeah, like, like the, the romance are just back together now. Yeah. Fucking ridiculous. Ridiculous. See, I, I wish they just left it open to former TNA tag teams because yeah. even, you, know, you know who I would have loved to see? Shark Boy and Curry, man. Yeah, I <laughs> did really curry. Pop, I popped when uh, they mentioned the James Storm and Bobby Roode are throwing out tag team ideas. I like when they mentioned the Rock and Raven faction. I was oh, like, oh, yes. I was like, I kind of want to see that. Lance Hoyt and Jimmy Rave. Hey, you know what? Guitar Hero just came out with a new game. They can totally bring that shit back. Yeah, not too bad. <laughs> I also love that they mentioned two teams involving our truth. <laughs> it's true. Three Live Crew and Truth and Pac Man, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. It's a good thing they didn't mention Truth and Consequences. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Because one of those guys is doing a lot better now. Yeah. Ironically, still a tag team champion. <laughs> a lot better. God, choose the consequences. Uh, Eamon, who's your favorite former TNA tag team champion <laughs> from the past? Jesus Christ. Well, that, well, actually, they mentioned that. Rock and Raid was never tag team champions. I don't believe they ever were, no. Jesus Christ. Like, uh, uh, fucking hell. I would uh, love uh, to see the Voodoo Kin Mafia show up. What if they just brought in AJ Styles and Tomko? <laughs> <laughs> or AJ and Jerry Lynn. Like, Jerry Lynn uh, comes out of retirement. AJ comes over from WWE. The, the most Rainbow, unlikely pair ever. The Rainbow Express just reappears. Oh, yes. No. Amen. <laughs> Amen. The Duffs. Jesus Christ. The Duffs versus Beer Money. Oh, dream match. And by dream, you mean nightmare. Dream Dreams are nightmares are still dreams. They're just bad dreams. <laughs> God. Jesus. Uh, uh what what would be your bad, Mike? My bad this week, um the gauntlet match. Oh yeah. The gauntlet match. Not because of the concept. I actually don't mind the concept of Drew saying he'll take on everyone, so Dixie's like, okay, fuck it, we'll do a gauntlet match. My bad comes in TNA's inconsistency. Mm. Because, now, Eamon, correct me if I'm wrong on this. Every fucking gauntlet match I've seen in TNA, and I've seen a lot of them, it's over-the-top rope elimination until the last two guys. Yeah. Then it's pinfall or submission. Yep. Now, if you want to change the rules... Mention it, yeah. first of all. If you don't want to change the rules, but you want to make sure you don't have a hardy pin a hardy clean, then eliminate one of them beforehand. You had enough fucking assholes in this match that could do it. There were only two faces in this match. Yeah, yeah, that's the weirdest part, is that there's two. there's literally two faces out of what, like ten guys? Uh-huh. And they, they still went with hardy hardy. Like, 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 I don't know. Fucking, you, you're right. There are different ways you could do it, and and fucking, the whole gauntlet thing pissed me off. It, I, it, it I, ends up with a face versus face match that is boring and has no heat. Yeah. Also, but, I have a question. Doesn't Tyrus have a shot at the world title whenever he wants it? He does. 
I'm just not mentioning that because it'll be a surprise down the line. I'm so depressed with half of the people in that match. Like, more than half. Oh, like, oh. Okay, I didn't want to bring this up. But going, going on your disappointment. Eamon, did you happen to catch my live tweeting? I, I caught parts of it, yeah. Okay. Um, so there was a point where, where I tweeted that... Remember when Rockstar Spud... And and I at replied him on this. I, I I put I put his name in there. Remember when Rockstar Spud was his own man, and was one of the best things on Impact. Hashtag Pepperidge Farms remembers. Mm-hmm. Rockstar actually responded to me. Jesus. <laughs> and he said he is his own man now. He called me a bloody plank, and then he said blocked. <laughs> so oh, first of all, okay, thank you, Rockstar Spud, for responding. We do love you. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, I do. And he didn't actually block us. Yeah, yeah. he's he's not Kevin Owens. But yeah. but here's the thing, you're not though. No, you're not. Because I responded, I'm like, you literally let Matt Hardy steal your number. Like you're not your own man. And this is the exact thing that I mentioned during the Rockstar Spud tail turn. Mm-hmm. Is that he's not? It's not about him doing what's right. It's not him about. Him costing EC3 because it was the right thing to do and because he has a moral character. He's just now a bad guy. Yeah. Like, it's not like Eric that's Young. That's boring. It's not like Eric Young isn't a part of the beatdown clan. He just does his own thing. This is just Rockstar Spud is the is, third or fourth lackey, depending on whether or not you count Maxwell. Yeah, and it's just no, that, that makes it boring. It's boring. I don't give a fuck about Rockstar Spud being a heel. I just want him to be a character that makes sense. And he doesn't make sense now because there's no reason to align yourself with Matt Hardy. Sorry, it's ridiculous. I I, I hate it. Also, um, did I mishear this? Is he calling that faction the Matt Hardy brand? I Matt Hardy says shit sometimes, and I don't. Okay, fucking... I wasn't sure if he was just like being Matt Hardy, or if that's what he was actually calling the faction. Matt Hardy was an extra level of annoying this episode, by the way. Like, not in a good way. Like, I know, like we we talk about, oh, Matt Hardy is a perfect heel because you, it's he's easy to hate, which is true. But like, he was a level of annoying where it's like I just didn't want to listen to him. Like, he's just fucking. Like, when he was just in the opening promo just screaming and being an asshole. Like, just fuck off. Like, you're being annoying. You're not getting actual heel heat. You're just being an idiot. Like, ugh. It was annoying. Uh, yeah. But, I mean, you know, that's Matt Hardy. All right. Uh, so, Eamon, what, what will be your change for Impact this week? If you could change something. My change for this week, and I, I noted this here, because this is something I just kind of realize this episode um, and I've been kind of thinking about for a few weeks now. Uh, TNA wrestlers have the worst nicknames. Okay. What is worse? TNA nicknames or TNA entrance themes? I'd argue nicknames. I'd argue entrance themes. But okay. Alright, go go on go on with your nicknames. I'm, I'm curious. Because some of the, like, WWE, I think for the most part has at least some cool nicknames. Like, like, of guys that have nicknames, like I think you know, the you know, you know when Seth Rollins is like the architect, like oh that's kind of cool, like that that makes sense. It's a it's a nice little thing or so, like stuff like that. Um, as much as I love EC three, him being called the ass kicking machine, 
Makes no fucking sense. Like, that's not what I look at when I look at EC- the ass-kicking machine. What? That's <laughs> not a nickname. I also or, never Or the tank that. that runs like a Ferrari, daddy. Yeah. Leonidas of TNA. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, don't, I also don't like... I never liked World Class Maniac. I don't know what the fuck that means. Well, uh, I I don't mind that. What's don't world mind cl- that. What's world class about Eric Young? No, the fact because like world class is that you're the highest level of being something. So he's like the most insane maniac. I guess. Like, but I'm, the, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. That's and funny. and they called them like they they called Eric Young and Bram like something like like oh the brothers of pain or something like that i don't some know. stupid shit like yeah. just like the most e-fed level like bullshit like although i will say bobby Roode has the best nickname yeah like the it factor the is a cool it factor of professional wrestling that's a cool nickname a great name <laughs> that's a cool nickname cowboy i understand that's a simple mm-hmm. nickname it works i also kind of don't like miracle because like i don't <laughs> like it because like he'll I don't like it because of Bennett's promos, because he'll just insert Miracle where it doesn't fit. Yeah, he hasn't done anything miraculous yet. Yeah, and it's... Well, he said Like, some, if he came in his first night and won the TNI title, Miracle. He said some, like, like common phrase in his backstage promo where he said um, uh, uh, something, but he, he put the word Miracle in it where it just didn't fit. Like, it's like... Like... It doesn't... Like... Make again if TNA had actual character-based storytelling, like you could develop nicknames of like of that would make like I like when they were referring to Spud as like the underdog or whatever, like back in you know, yeah. like that makes sense because it fits with this character. But like, mm-hmm. or the Monster Abyss fits, but I mean, <laughs> like some the of it miracle just, just doesn't work. Like even Maria has a better nickname. Yeah, like First Lady of Pro Wrestling. That's a great nickname. What is Gil Kim's nickname? Mm. Doesn't have one. Shouldn't have one. Yeah. But hey, <laughs> I just found them really weird. Uh, you want to do your change because I also have some notes as well. But, oh, oh, goody! I love when you have notes on the back. Um, we'll get to those later, though. All right, uh, my change. Besides, who won the main event? Um, I would change. Oh, I had it, and I just completely lost it. Oh, uh, the uh, the Bobby Lashley promo, <laughs> and 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 the subsequent feud of Pope. Oh, I don't know. One of my notes. Um, um we, Pope eliminates we don't, we Lashley for this. no re- for no reason. Yeah, we we don't need this. Like, unless this gets Pope off a of commentary person per per. per can't speak permanently. Yeah, we don't need this unless he's going to wrestle permanently and never do commentary again. Which, ever by the way, again, never again. Which, by the way, if that's the case, good on you, TNA. This is the smartest decision you made in a while. Yes, like, like I'm fine with that. Yes, um, but if he's still going to be on commentary, he can fuck off. Mm-hmm. And and uh, this is just an Meyer change. Can we get Josh some tea? I literally don't think that's a case of raspiness. I think that's how he talks. But it's not, though. Like, I've heard that motherfucker talk before. He 
he was on tough enough. Like he purposefully does that to his voice to make it sound more dire. And it doesn't. It just sounds like his throat is dry. Yeah. Like, uh, Josh, not everyone can be Jr. Stop it. Yeah. You're not. You're not that good on commentary to begin with. Stop making yourself worse. I'd rather you go full Carino and scream super kick. This is me saying that. This really makes me wish, like, miss Mike Tanay and Taz. Oh, my God. Who weren't that great. This makes me miss Dom West and Ed Ferrara. But they were better than this. Like, they were so much better than this. And I don't like to make fun of commentators. I don't like to talk shit. But these guys are terrible. They're honestly terrible. And if they want to make a difference with their product, they need to have different commentators because the commentators affect everything. Mm-hmm. Good, com- good commentary can make or break a show. Which I'll, which I'll actually get to in my notes. A um, uh, uh, couple, couple things before that, though. Uh, in that backstage promo with the Decay, uh, uh, at one point, Rosemary said, Hi, ho, Dario. And I think how better this would be in Lucha Underground. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, I think it's you mentioned me on Twitter. It's also hi ho the Dario. Yeah, but yeah, I, 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 I maybe that's underlined. Maybe we're gonna see them in, in Lucha. I don't know. Um, but like, I think you said this on Twitter in your live tweeting. Why did we have to have the decay lose? I, I don't know. Like, um, what was the point of Eddie Edwards winning? Like. All right, who has been handled worse in the past two months, Decay or the Wyatts? I'd argue the Wyatts, but that's only because they've been around longer. I'd argue Decay because they haven't been. They came in. Their first segment was amazing. Pulled me in. I made TNA number two that week. Wasn't above Lucha. But I made TNA number two that week with a bullet because I was really excited for it. And they have not done it. Anything. Remember, uh, for those wanting to know how they should handle decay, uh, watch our Lucha Underground Midweek Ward this week uh, about a, a certain character on that show uh, called Matanza. <laughs> the monster Matanza Queda. Yeah, like, yeah. You, why can't you handle people like that? Uh, Where was know, Abyss? I hate to say it, I think it's because of Abyss. But what, like... No, I, I, I think it's because of Abyss. I Eddie really doesn't do. Eddie doesn't have his tag team partner. Why should he be winning winning these matches? He shouldn't. Like but honestly, I think Abyss is at the same point that Bobby Roode, Eric Young, James Storm are at. There's nothing Mom. else he can do. He already has a stigma about him. Like unless we go full Joseph Park and have Joseph Park re- react to Crazy Steve. Yeah, it, it doesn't work anymore. Like Abyss needs to be completely overhauled yeah, on, definitely. A, on, a, on a character level. I agree. Um, other stuff I noted, uh, a little production side of things. Good on JB for being able to help draw numbers and ring announce at the same time. <laughs> Crazy how he could do that. Hey, you know what? No. I, I I've seen that motherfucker run back and forth, back and forth. I've seen it. Is Christy is Christy Hemi done? I would assume so. Where is she? Like, um, is Sam Shaw kidnapped her again? Oh, please, please! 
Oh, Eamon. All right. Crossover angle. Sam Shaw and Marty the Moth just go around <laughs> kidnapping the women of wrestling. Jesus. Come on. That's so good. God. <laughs> That's so good. Could you imagine that? That would be amazing. <laughs> good Lord. Um, I want to see that now so badly. That may tie into my loop. That loop I, miss, I miss Sam Shaw. We are at that point. I miss Sam Shaw because Sam Shaw was something different and interesting that TNA did. Wasn't always good, but it was always interesting. Yeah, that's fair. Um, and, and the last that I have was from the knockout match, uh, which was a, kind of an interesting story. Maria offering her knockout style shot to the dollhouse in an attempt to individualize them, which she especially explicitly said, I want to make you better. I want to make you individuals. Uh, and I just noted, Maria attempts to grow these three as individuals, yet no one on commentary talks about any of them once. Yeah. The, at, that was no, the- literally, I think they mentioned Jade during the finish, and that was it. Mm-hmm. Like They were too busy about Josh and Maria talking about how they say, ah, house. And about Maria being in Playboy. Like, and it was what focused ins- them with the Playboy. It was worse than like the worst raw commentary. Like it's it was bad, and it's not to do with Maria because I like Maria. I think she's been a really good thing for the knockouts. And I I pointed this out during my live tweet. It's funny when Maria points out errors in TNA creative because that's basically what she did. Like the Dollhouse do not have individual personalities, and that's why I think they couldn't talk about them individually because apart from Rebel, maybe once being shacked up with Mike Knox and part of a traveling carnival circus that was down on its luck, we don't know anything about them. Right, but even the case of like, like there was that part where Jade was getting a good amount of offense in and was actually finally starting to fire back on them. Like they were kind of teasing stuff and then like showing dissension and then it got to the end where Jade like said fuck it and started you know, kicking ass, and the commentators literally did not pay attention, mm-hmm. and it's so frustrating. Like, and it's clear that they want to make Jade like kind of the, which is fair. I've said it before. Mia Yim is extremely talented and probably deserves to be featured more than just a sidekick in a fucking dumb dollhouse thing. Like, but like you gotta like pay attention. And as much as Maria was decent on commentary, I think her wanting to be like the savior of the knockouts allow, allows her to at some point be like, you know what, guys, let's stop talking about this. Let's talk about the girls that are in the ring. I want to make them better. I want to give them personality. So let's talk about them. Yeah, I mean, I hope this goes a little bit better. I hope we can move on from this and they're all like, there's no more factions, like there's no more beautiful people, there's no more dollhouse, and we can move to an actual division. Yeah. I'm not hopeful for it, but I kind of wish it happens. We also know today that uh, that they signed a new knockout along with a couple other people. So who was that? Uh, they officially signed Cherry Bomb. Oh, that's good. Along with uh, Pepper Parks, uh, Marche Rocket, who is like a kind of X Division style kind of guy, uh, and and the former Legionnaires. They signed the Legionnaires. Yeah. Oh my God! Which, can we, okay, they can we get that- Marcus Louis to chill with Willow? Yeah, please, uh, please, the Phantoms uh, of the Impact Zone. 
Side note, they went, like, when they made this announcement, they announced all of these people by their real names. I'm assuming they'll get rebranded, I, I guess, at some point. I hope so. Because some of those names are really hard to pronounce. <laughs> <laughs> like, 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 one of them had, like, Zs and Xs in it. I'm just like, you need to change this immediately. Like, please don't tell me this is how you're referring to that. So, basically, um, since Bobby Roode and Eric Young didn't resign, they could sign, like, six more guys. Yeah, apparently. And, and Ch- like, Cherry Bomb and Pepper Parks were working, like, dark stuff in TNA for, like, ever. Like... Yeah, they've also they've also done um, the one night only stuff. Yeah. So like, yeah, it was it felt like a long time coming there, but um, hey, who knows? Uh, all right. Um, I forget. I forget where we left off. Did we do both our changes? Uh, we did both our changes, I believe. Okay. All right. Uh, so was there anything else we missed? Fuck, I don't even know. I, I don't think so. I think that was all. Yeah, I th- I, are you looking forward to Drew and Jeff? I guess. Drew Galloway's promo really didn't do anything for me in this episode. Like, I like Drew, and I've said it before. I think he could be the face of the company, and, and he's the guy who they should have put their direction in, I feel. Uh, but his promo was just, like, the worst, like, his pro- his recent promos have been really bad of just him calling people like bitches and then just like he's really generic. It's it's ultimately generic, but then again, he's generic. But so are a lot of people in TNA. Like yeah, I mean, really, the only dynamic guys, Eric Young, EC three, EC3, obviously. I'd say Rude. I'd say I'd say Rude and Storm are up there. Rude when they, they want to be, when they want to be, but they can sometimes fall into that. Like they play like TNA plays to the lowest common denominator of a crowd. I feel, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. And well, you have to remember, those people aren't always there for impact. Yeah, they're there because it's a free show. Yeah, I just I I like to think those people are more intelligent though. You know what I mean? I've been in that crowd. Maybe. Am I wrong? <laughs> some, of, some of them aren't. I mean, most of them are legitimate wrestling fans. But there are the occasional families that just stumble in to beat the heat or because it's a free show. Yeah. But yeah, all right. Uh, so, Eamon, where, 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 do you, where do you rank Impact this week? Uh, spoiler, it's my number four. <laughs> I don't know why it's a spoiler. Um, yeah, didn't do it for me this week, especially with all the other good wrestling on this week. All righty. Um, where where did you rank it in terms of the other thing that you saw this week? Yes. Uh, well, if you've been watching the Midweek War, uh, Eamon proposed me a challenge. Since I didn't watch Ring of Honor this week, I could only rank three shows. So Eamon asked me to include Batman vs. Superman Dawn of Justice in with my rankings. And um, I'm going to put Batman vs. Superman ahead of Impact. Impact is my number four. Because at least, at least from what you get, and I'm not going to spoil anything, but like from what I got from what you said, it's at least fun in the sense that it's bad. Yeah, both of them, both of them actually, both of them. Because I don't find TNA fun. Right I now. find it. I find it occasionally fun. I find it fun at times, but then more most of the time, I find it like, oh, this is a chore. Like, I, see, I, I like the knockout stuff. I I think that's a good direction to go in. Yeah, and, I, I, and anytime the bromans are on screen, 
I'm I'm gonna be okay with the bromance. Doesn't make a lick of sense in the world. Still gonna be okay with the bromance. I I I, I think it also played up to what I said earlier about how I watched this last. Like yeah, mm-hmm. that'll do it. I, yeah, it, it's just it feel- because because we watch five hours of wrestling within the span of 24 hours. And, and, and keep in mind, this is the only two-hour show that we have to watch. This so it true. gets to that point where that hour hits and you're in that mood where you're just like, God, I just want to fucking get through this. Like, <laughs> it's like how most people are about an hour and 45 minutes into Raw. Yeah. But yeah, okay. Uh, so, Eamon, where could the good people of the internet find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Eamon 2 please where I talk about wrestling stuff on there and, and, and other things. Uh, you can also check out Inspire Pro Wrestling, which is the wrestling company I'm involved with, uh, at InspireProWrestling.com. All right, and you can find me at MadMike4883 on the Twitter machine. Also, go to WrestlingMayhemShow.com. We do our show every Tuesday night, around about 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And uh, if you've been following Mayhem Mania, you, the fans, get to decide the pre-show for Mayhem Mania. Go to Facebook. Type in Wrestling Mayhem Show in your little search queue and vote for the pre-show match because we have eight stellar matches to choose from. I know where my personal preference is. You can see what I voted for. You can see what Eamon voted for. You can see what all of us voted for. But vote for your favorite Divas title match. But <laughs> go on there and complete our Mayhem Mania card. Alrighty. So, for Eamon Peyton, I'm Mad Mike, and this has been... Your mid-week war!